What's up, everybody? It is Locked On Sooners with a Sooners Wire twist. I got my guys in here from the Sooners Wire. We're going to talk Oklahoma's bowl game with the Oregon Ducks in the Alamo Bowl and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. Below me, we got Bryant Cruz to next to me, or the other way, we got Josh Helmer, my, my guys that write over at the Sooners Wire with me. Uh, make sure you go and check them out. Bryant, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at that man, Bryant. That is at T-H-A-T-M-A-N-B-R-Y-A-N-T. And Josh? That Pretty way. simple. At Josh on ref. That's where you can find me. All right, and we are getting you ready for the Alamo Bowl. The Oklahoma Sooners are in San Antonio getting ready to play the Oregon Ducks, and this is a team that Oklahoma's got a little bit of history with going back to 2006. Now, obviously, that game has zero impact on what happens in tomorrow's or tonight's matchup. Uh, This is going to get published on Wednesday. But, Brian, just overall, kind of give me your general impressions going into this game. How do you feel like the team is mentally, physically prepared heading into the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, uh, I would I would probably say that the team as as a whole is uh, in a better spot than I think that they were um, this time last month. Um, obviously, there's a new coach um, who's not really new. He's uh, quite familiar to the Oklahoma program. Um, and then you also have uh, Bob Stoops coming out of retirement for a uh, one game exhibition. Um, and I think that's really galvanized the entire program. Um, the combination of both of them coming back. Um, but as well, just the immediate, you know, for the immediate future with this game coming up. And I, I think it's just an overall um, positive boost that they needed, considering how everything kind of shook out at the end of their actual regular season. So, um, look, you know, going forward, you know, we've got Caleb Williams. He's going to lead the team tomorrow or tonight, I should say. Um, and obviously there's the, the, you know, the smoke and mirrors about what's going on there. Um, but for one night, I think they come out and they just play hard, play hard. They play fast, enjoy themselves um, without, I guess, the, the pressures of, all right, we can't lose this game because it, it'll ruin our chances at going to the national championship or competing for a national championship. They just get to, you know, cut it loose. And um, crazy enough, and I know this may, you know, may not necessarily go over well with some people, but. This, it, it's different, and I think that for once that these guys will probably enjoy just, you know, hey, this is a, it's an odd it's an odd occurrence that they play for a game that maybe doesn't mean something in the grand scheme of things, but considering everything that's kind of happened to them over the last month or so, it's refreshing, and they probably would, you know, would, would, would relish this and say, you know, let's just, let's just have fun one last time, and then we'll, you know, we'll reassess things and um, pick back up in, 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 you know, in spring ball, so. Yeah, football's supposed to be fun. And so yeah. it's, it's a good opportunity for a lot of these guys, their last game as Oklahoma Sooners, yep. to just go out there, have a good time, play their best and play their hardest for a coach that many of them, especially if they were Oklahoma kids, grew up just idolizing Bob Stoops as the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, Josh, as we watch the press conferences, just there's, there's a lot of energy, I feel like, for this game on the Oklahoma side of things. Is that your impression as well? I'll tell you what jumped out from the press conferences – 
just here right right on the the eve of this thing getting booted off is Bob Stoops. Are you kidding me? How much fun is this guy having? This is not the Bob Stoops I remember from five, six, seven, eight years ago where everything's everything's locked up and everything's, uh, you know, not super stressful, but just not this much at ease. Are you kidding me? He's answering questions saying, sure, why not have a, a rock and roll tequila bath if we win this Valero Alamo Bowl? What are they going to do? They can't fire me. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's fun leading up to this. Obviously, Bob Stoops is one of the big storylines in this game. Can OU go win one final game for Bob Stoops? That's, uh, you know, from the player's perspective, it's been clear, it's been obvious that in the midst of everything that happened with Lincoln Riley leaving that week, week and a half where you're wondering, waiting, okay, who's going to be the next head football coach? Bob Stoops stepping in uh, was a, a big, big positive for this program. And now I think these players, they're excited about the opportunity to play for him one final time and hopefully get him a win. Oklahoma football's uh, Twitter account, they posted a picture of Bob standing on the field just kind of by himself in the stadium. And I've never been more excited or more amped up for my team to go into a seemingly exhibition game, you know, a second-rate bowl game than I am for this one and how much I really want them to win this one now because, I don't know, I just I, – and I feel like that's just the general feeling uh, for Oklahoma fans, for the team in general is it's not, and not just win it for Bob, but like there's just a, a a greater sense of urgency to go win this game than there might have been for any other interim head coach at the time. And I, I think what what gets exciting about it is you've got a lot of young guys. I mean, there's been a lot of opt-outs, but what I'm excited to see is the young guys getting an opportunity to play in this game that we might not have otherwise seen. I mean, you look at guys like you know Danny Stutzman and Ethan Downs, they played fewer than 200 snaps this year. And while we got a chance to see them and, and they splashed when they were on the field, that was that's not a lot compared to some of the other guys. So, Brian, I want to turn to you real quick. On the defensive side of the football, it's a little bit different because you had four guys opt out and you got some guys that might still transfer or go to the NFL draft. Who's a guy that you're looking at watching or you're looking at and you're excited to say to watch play uh, in the Alamo Bowl? I'm going to honestly uh, probably deviate from what a lot of the public will probably um, lean towards. I'm going to go and say Reggie Grimes, um, largely because I think he's going to play a huge part next year in that team. Um, you know, you've got guys that are going to be returning. Um, well, you know, presumably – uh, like Jalen Redman and Woody Washington, Key Lawrence, and, and names like that that, you know, made plays this year and, you know, shine bright. But Reggie's kind of just been biding this time, biding this time. And um, that defensive line is going to get absolutely decimated between graduations and uh, the guys that have already decided that they're, you know, they're, they're going to head to the NFL. So uh, Reggie, Reggie's definitely the guy that I would look at um, simply because physically he's, he's ready um, but he just hasn't had the snaps. So how, how they balance that is going to be the biggest thing. So um, seeing him in a, in a more uh, exposed role and under, you know, someone that he's already played for with the Brian Odom and stuff like that, just see how it goes. So, Yeah, and he's a guy that seems to have taken on quite a leadership role with uh, Isaiah Thomas and Nick Bonito opting out of the bowl and heading to the draft. Josh, the same question for you. On the defensive side of the ball, who's the guy that you're really looking forward to watching in the Alamo Bowl? 
Uh, all of them. I'm looking forward to watching all of them. No, uh, Reggie Grimes, I think, is a, a great pick. Uh, it's a huge moment for him. But if you're not saying Reggie Grimes, then I'll, I'll share a couple of youngsters with you that I think this could be a moment as you see the Alamo Bowl and you start thinking about – you always get into these debates. How important is this game, right? How much carryover is there in this game? Well, I think with younger players, there can be quite a bit of carryover. Again, Grimes would be one of those guys, but what about Ethan Downs? I think we're going to see a good bit of Ethan Downs in this game. And then another younger player to keep an eye on. Yes. Uh, fan favorite, uh, Mr. Danny Stutzman. This, this is a big <laughs> opportunity with Asamoa out of the equation in this game. I, I, you know, you see that David Aguebu's got the start here and probably will figure to get a healthy majority of the snaps. But I think we're going to see a good bit of Danny Stutzman, too. And that's exciting. I want to see how a couple of those young guys like like Downs, like Stutzman, what do they look like in this game? Because that's important when we start thinking about 2022. Yeah, you don't want to completely treat it like an NFL preseason game where you're getting everybody in because you want to go out and win the game. At the same time, it is a great opportunity to get a guy like Danny Stutzman a healthy dose of snaps. I mean, the third linebacker for the Oklahoma Sooners played a lot. Like David Aguebu played a lot for the Oklahoma Sooners. So there's a good chance that we do see him play a lot. And I think that's going to bode well for them because the dude just like he exudes energy and excitement. And he's kind of that that guy, maybe not as uh, intense as uh, the Danny from the replacements, but he's just kind of has that same like, that same energy level, which is like nonstop and you just can't contain them. So that's, that's a guy that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think for me, I, I want to see what Bill, if they give Billy Bowman a, a, an extra set of snaps, this was a guy that started the season as their nickel corner had a bit of an up and down early go in 2021. And someone that they're, I think they're going to be relying upon next year. Are they going to get him a healthy dose of snaps, give him something to, go to the tape with in the off season and be like, okay, here, here are the things that we need to improve on from our last game. I really would like to see them give him um, a good share of the slot cornerback snaps just to, just to give him some confidence heading into the off season. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to get into a few keys of the game, talk about the offensive that is pretty much intact. And then in the third segment, we will give our game predictions and then kind of what we're looking forward to in the off season. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great. Bars have anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 or 18 grams of protein. You can't believe how good these things taste. I eat one just about every single day. The peanut butter brownie is my all-time favorite, but you can't go wrong. They all taste fantastic. And you can get 15% off your order if you go to built.com. They've also got great uh, uh, vitamin drinks as well. We drink those on a regular basis, my wife and I do, to help build our immune system during the cold and flu season. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at built.com. Now, guys, let's talk keys to the game. Well, first of all, let's talk about the offense, actually, because we didn't really spend much time on them. This is a unit that's pretty much intact. They lost Jaden Hazelwood to the transfer portal, lost Austin Stogner to the transfer portal. Certainly big losses because, you know, Hazelwood was a starter, finished second on the team in receptions, or sorry, first on the team in receptions, second in yards, first in touchdowns. But you got a really good wide receiver core, so I feel like they can mitigate that loss a little bit at the H-back tight end position. You know, Stogner was part of a pretty much of a timeshare uh, with Jeremiah Hall and Braden Willis. 
So what are you looking forward to seeing on the offensive side of the football, uh, Josh? Let's start with you. Um, what's your expectations for the offense against the Oregon Ducks? My expectation is that the offense against the Oregon Ducks is going to be very, very explosive. Uh, that's It's an Oregon defense that's without Kayvon Thibodeau, the All-American edge rusher in this game. So that alone, you, you feel like, okay, well, that opens up the door for some possibilities for Oklahoma to put together one of its better offensive showings than maybe we've seen uh, over the last – month of the season when those defenses ramped up for Oklahoma other things that I'm watching for what about Caleb Williams I I know that everybody's sort of waiting for an official announcement from Caleb Williams is this guy staying is this guy going does he have to make an official announcement I mean he never said hey uh publicly I've, I've got a big announcement coming up it's just sort of I guess expected from everybody out there but when you think about Caleb Williams, 73% completion percentage in his first four games of serious action this season, that number was just 49% in the final three games versus Baylor, versus Iowa State, versus Oklahoma State. He uh, had a great first half versus OSU, but he and Oklahoma were held scoreless in the second half versus the Cowboys. So I'm just sort of in general. I know it's a bowl game. Again, I've had folks fighting with me on Twitter. Really? Is this thing going to carry over again? How important is this ball game? I get it. To me, to me, it is important. I want to see Caleb Williams look great again one final time in 2021. I think that this game with Cale Gundy calling the shots, I think that's another exciting angle, another exciting tentacle to this football game. Here you've got a guy, 23 years, he's been an assistant coach now at Oklahoma. He's never had the opportunity to to be the offensive play caller, he gets that shot in this game. So uh, in closing, what I'm looking forward to offensively, one final thought on it, I think uh, it also sets up to be a big day for Kennedy Brooks. I think Oklahoma will come out with uh, the mindset that they want to establish and show as this thing transitions into the Brent Venables era. Okay, hey, maybe at times we weren't physical enough. Kennedy Brooks in what I think is his final game with Oklahoma, I think he could be set up potentially for a big, big day. And you'd love to see it. I think everybody loves to watch Kennedy Brooks run and have big days. But one thing I think is really important that, that you touched on is Kale Gundy. Is it possible that if Jeff Levy goes the way that we think he goes and has a few successful years as the Oklahoma Sooners offensive coordinator and then eventually becomes a head coach somewhere, is it possible that Kale Gundy then is able to step in as the offensive coordinator at some point? I, I, I mean, that's a lot of speculation and we're looking really far into the future, but that could be something to keep an eye on because, like you said, he's been with Oklahoma forever. doesn't really seem all that intent on leaving to go somewhere else. Bryant, let's turn to you real quick. What are you looking forward to seeing on the offensive side of the football? I know. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of what we've already said about a lot of different things. I think it's important that people understand that while this is, yes, an exhibition game, you can bet everything that uh, Brent Venables, uh, Jeff Levy, uh, Ted Roof, that whole staff of 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 guys, they're going to be paying attention to this and using it as an evaluation of tool for next year. So it matters for the guys that you know plan to come back or potentially might come back. Um, but to that point, I think for me, the biggest one um, that I'll be looking at is the offensive line play. Uh, I I was you know quite pretty you know pretty up and down about it all year long. Um, I saw a lot of 
good moments, some really bad moments, some in-betweens, um, and it just depending on who they played against. Um, I would like to see, uh, you know, Bill Beatenbow, he's got his guys back, and he's going to be back. Um, there's no uh, kind of up-in-the-air decision on what he'll be doing after this game. He's not an interim. He's, he's the guy now, still, I should say. And so I would like to see the offensive line come out and just dominate. And if that leads to, you know, Kennedy Brooks running – free for 200 yards and okay that's cool too but just in general uh establishing that level of physical uh, you know physicality um that Oklahoma needs going forward and I think that 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 was ultimately part of why the offense just sputtered a lot of this year um they just never got consistent offensive line play um I think a lot of people heap a lot of blame on the quarterbacks um for a lot of things and um, I don't think that they were all perfect, but uh, just seeing how guys how guys look, um, you're going to get some, you know, probably some fresh faces in there as well at some point. Uh, guys like uh, maybe Bray Walker, um, uh, Wanya Morris as well. Just, you know, names that could potentially be starters next year. Um, you know, we got a transfer in this this past week as well. So who knows? You're going to be playing a lot of uh, musical chairs this offseason, but the guys that will be coming back and, you know, might even have a chance to put one last game of tape on, uh, you know, out there for for themselves as they, you know, potentially pursue professional opportunities. I think that's just going to be the biggest one is uh, seeing how the offensive line plays and how they basically kind of set the tone for how this game is going to go. So, yeah, and for me, it's going to be Mario Williams. That's one guy I feel like could have gotten a few more snaps in games in the second half of the season. We saw what he was capable of in the Texas Tech game, but I think even early in the season, he was a guy that they could use at every level of the offensive play structure in the short area, catching bubble screens. He's really good making people miss, but I felt like they they underutilized him in the second half of the season, especially after the Texas Tech game where he had a big breakout moment and it just seemed like it kind of all went quiet after that. So that's one guy I'm really looking to, to see how they utilize him in this game with Jaden Hazelwood uh, off to Arkansas. The other thing I really want to see heading into the offseason with this offense in the Alamo Bowl is what do they do with Eric Gray? This was a guy that was expected to come in and potentially even start for this team uh, as early as the summer ball but never really got a full opportunity. It felt like, and it was very, very underutilized. We saw him in spurts. They love to throw that little swing pass to him uh, when they were down you know, on the positive side of the 50, but never really kind of gave it to him after like the first few games of the season. So I'd really like to see them get him involved in this game and, and allow, allow that to be the springboard to 2022. And we're like, okay, it's the Eric Gray show now. Uh, depending on what happens with Kennedy Brooks, because that that's a guy that could go to the NFL. Um, Kennedy Brooks is. And so we got to know what are we going to see from Eric Gray? If he is the starting running back in 2022, but coming up next, we're going to give you a keys to the game and our predictions for the Alamo bowl. But first I got to talk to you about bet online. Bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March to the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you right now at BetOnline where the game starts. All right, so Brian, we'll start with you on this one. 
give me a key to the game uh, and then we'll come back after the fact and I'll, I'll get your predictions for it. Absolutely. Uh, my key for the game is probably sim- simply they just need to come out and attack Oregon. Um, Oregon is down a lot of a lot of players um, and shout out to their defensive coordinator for saying that we're still going to, you know, we're going to show up and we're going to play regardless. Um, but they, the, the fact of the matter is they are down a lot of guys. And I think Oklahoma should just come out um, rare, you know, rare to go and uh, let it, let it fly. Um, defensively. I think the, the biggest thing they have to worry about. Excuse me. He's fired up for the game as well. I mean, he's pumped. It's all good. Um, defensively, uh, Anthony Brown is uh, not. I, how would I put this? He's he's not the uh, the most uh, prolific of passers, and um, he struggled a lot of times in zone coverage. Um, watch a couple of games, uh, notably the the Cal game. Um, they they struggled a lot, and uh, I think that given the fact that Oklahoma is still running a defense that they are confident in and they played in pretty much the majority of the season, um, despite Alex Grinch not being there for this game, um, it gives them an advantage. It gives them an advantage. There's some continuity there. Um, and I think that the defense, you know, really picked it, picked it up towards the end of the year. So uh, despite losing some of those bodies along the defensive line uh, where they generated the pressure, I still think that they, they have the bulk of their secondary back um for this game and that's where that's where i think they'll win it at um just making anthony brown beat them and i don't think he can and uh there we go all right josh what about you what's what's a couple keys to the game for you heading into this one this probably is a lot of what bryant sort of started by saying there but honestly i think one of the biggest keys for oklahoma in this game and it's not i mean how do you how do you judge this outside of just what we see in the goal, excuse me, in the bowl game itself tonight and the final score and all of that, but show me you care, man. Show me you want to be in this game. Show me that this Valero Alamo bowl matters to Oklahoma and it matters to Oklahoma because you're trying to make a statement that listen, adios Lincoln Riley. We don't need you, buddy. We got Brent Venables coming in. We got Bob Stoops leading us for this game right now. I mean, I think that's, that's a big key to me in, in this football game. And I think that's going to be apparent very, very early, whether or not Oklahoma has approached this football game with, with that type of mentality uh, in terms of, in terms of the, you know, technical side of it, I think Oklahoma needs to tackle well with some new folks that really haven't had necessarily a ton of opportunities to do that, or in certain cases, maybe uh, limited opportunities and haven't seen those opportunities in some time Think about Isaiah Coe up front. Uh, one one final key, talking about just a, a specific player. I think this is a big game for Jalen Redman. I really do, guys. You, you know, 2019, he led Oklahoma with six and a half sacks. Uh, I think he finished uh, – I forget how many tackles for loss he finished, but it was third highest on the team. And anyways, every season that he's been a part of with Oklahoma, of course, he opted out 2020 – this season here, he hasn't been the focal pass rusher for Oklahoma, right? There's been uh, previously Ronnie Perkins in 19, 2020 opted out, 2021 it's uh, Nick Benito, it's Isaiah Thomas. So what uh, what does he look like in a game where, listen, he's gonna be he's gonna be the primary focus for Oregon in terms of pass protection. 
So can he still be disruptive in this game? I mean, that's something I think is a massive key for OU, not just in this game, but moving forward. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And I think what it's going to require is those guys that are on the edge, you know, winning their one-on-one battles. You know, the Reggie Grimes, the Clayton Smith, the Ethan Downs, they've got to, they're going to have to beat their guys because Jalen Redmond's going to get a lot of attention in this one. And it's just a matter of can they can they win those one-on-one battles and generate a pass rush because while Anthony Brown may not be the best you know passer in the world, you give anybody time and they'll be able to they'll be able to pick you apart. And I think that's where it's going to come down to: can you generate pressure with your front four without having to send extra rushers? We know that they do like to send extra rushers. You'll see Key Lawrence. You'll see some corner blitzes, some slot blitzes. But are they going to be able to get the pressure there? without having to do it on a regular basis because it's when you surprise them, that's when it's the most effective. All right, let's get to prediction time. First of all, let's, let's get your prediction against the spread. Let's get your prediction uh, straight up as well. So betonline.ag has the Oklahoma Sooners as a minus six and a half favorite. So they're laying six points uh, to Oregon. So Bryant, go ahead. Give me your prediction for this game and uh, against the spread. So I do believe Oklahoma is going to win. Um, they have been shaky at best this year against the spread. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pick them to buck the trend, uh, to end the, end the season on a good note. Uh, I think that they, they will cover, um, the spread. I will even go out on a limb and say that they're going to cover it probably by about 14 points. Um, that's right in line with what I predicted, um, the score to be on uh, Sooners Wire. You guys can go check that out um, when that's posted as well. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna double down and say that they're going to cover uh, definitely the win, and I'm looking at a score of around about 10 to 14 points. All right, Josh, how about you? I think Oklahoma is going to show, okay, yes, we have taken this game seriously. Yes, uh, collectively, we have endorsed a rock and roll tequila bath Post game for one Bob Stoops. And I like Oklahoma to win this thing, man. I, I'm taking the Sooners 37 to 27 over Oregon. Uh, I do think that Anthony Brown at times will make some plays, but maybe that final score is not even necessarily indicative of the game having been perhaps that close. I think Oklahoma comes out. I think they're very focused. I think they're the more motivated team in this game. And I think Caleb Williams, Kennedy Brooks, both big days offensively for Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm also, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to cover this one. I, I just think that because the offense is still so intact and Oregon has lost so many guys, I mean, Oregon's going to put up a good fight. They're, they're a good, solid football team with a lot to prove. I just think Oklahoma's just going to be too talented offensively to make, to make it uh, a close game on the Oregon side of things. I just don't think Oregon's offense is good enough to keep up with Oklahoma in this one. Uh, I think they'll score some points kind of like you guys both alluded to, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep pace. Um, let's check the over under real quick. Now this is going to be an interesting one. The over under is 60 and a half uh, Bryant over or under on that one. Uh, yeah. I'm going to smash the, the, <laughs> the under there um, simply out of the fact that, I do believe Oklahoma is going to get their points, um, but there's always a possibility of, you know, teams just easing up off the gas in the fourth quarter, because I don't think that's going to be a game that's really going to be uh, decided in the fourth quarter. Um, you can see a lot of run 
a lot of running or a lot of rushing, I should say, uh, attempts in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma comes in with like a 10, 14 point lead and they just sit on the ball um, and that'll, that'll eat some clock and, and keep the score under. Um, so, yeah, at an over under of 60, I will I will say it's going to go under. It's going to get close, though. I, I think it definitely will be close, but um, ultimately I'm going to I'm going to say under. And Josh, what about you? Well, if uh, my math skills are intact here, I told you 37-27 Oklahoma. Uh, what did you say the, the over-under was right at about 60? 60 and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just sneaking over at 64, yeah. pon- 64 points, that combined total. Yeah, I'm also going to take the over in this one just based on what Oklahoma is <laughs> going to do offensively, I think. Sorry, Bryant. But I think you, you also said 38-24, right? Yeah, I know I'm 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 conflicted because I want to believe that Oklahoma is going to come out here and put up points, but I also part part of me believes that it's going to become a game where Caleb Williams is going to is going to is going to come out on fire, I believe in the first half, but there's going to hit that real that I'm scared of that that third quarter lull for Oklahoma still. Mm-hmm. I know he's not here anymore. <laughs> he's in California. But it's just it's one of those things that I think they need to address, actually, as they go into this next era with Brent Venables. Um, that third quarter, though, it's a, it's a slippery slope for any sort of Oklahoma um, betting, you know, <laughs> procedures. Is what happens in that third quarter for them? Because <laughs> um, they'll 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 do they'll do exactly what they need to do for that first and second quarter, and then the third, and then the fourth quarter is kind of up in the air. So. That third quarter is, is giving me pause. And so that's why I'm like iffy about now that you put me on the spot about the over or under as opposed to what I wrote down. So yeah. either way, I, I, I think Oklahoma wins. And so I think ultimately and they'll cover. So I'm, I'm yeah. more confident that than I am in this over or under hitting. Yeah, for he sure. Says, I, and I, I, slam the money line, ladies and gents. No, and and I and I'm kind of with you on that. I I, I don't feel as confident taking the over because I mean, it's like you alluded to when you're talking about your prediction. This is a team that's struggled to cover at times in 2021, and I mean we we all think that they're going to cover six and a half. Like if this point were if this point spread were double digits, I'd have a really hard time taking Oklahoma in double digit points even though I think they might win by double digits, it's still hard to bet that. Uh, but then the over-under, you're right. Like, does Oregon have any consistency offensively that allows them to hold up their end of the bargain on the over-under part of that? Does Oklahoma, like you mentioned, let off the gas late in the fourth or in the fourth quarter when they've got a comfortable lead? It'll be interesting I'll, to find out. Yeah. I, I think the, the, one, the one key factor that may play a role here, um, Travis Dye, I believe, is still playing. He's a really good running back. I, I've enjoyed watching him uh, run the ball over the last few years. Um, he's one of those guys that kind of similar in, in the vein of like Deuce Vaughn that uh, Kansas State has. He's not maybe necessarily the biggest back, but he's one of those guys. He just gets going and it, it kind of snowballs. So that who knows? There's a lot of different factors yeah. here. I think ultimately Oklahoma does what they need to and, I mean, because they don't really have the receivers um, out wide that really kind of strike fear in your heart. So if Oklahoma can bottle up die – uh, it probably um, helps out my case. Uh, maybe not you guys, but um, we'll, see. we'll see. That's right. All right, Josh, any final thoughts? I'm looking forward to this, man. I can't wait. It. Uh, I don't know. It's been a weird month in the sense that the season has had a sense of finality 
to it, even though there was a bowl game coming up all month. And then, you know, obviously because of the immediate departure of Lincoln Riley and then everything that went into that week, week and a half speculating, okay, is it going to be Brent Venables? Uh, what is this 2022 signing class going to look like for Oklahoma? It wound up coming up aces on both accounts for Oklahoma. And then, boom, oh, by the way, yes, there is, in fact, still a Valero Alamo Bowl to play. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what OU looks like. I expect OU to play well. And I think this is a little bit of a springboard for Oklahoma to keep some of that momentum that they've had. They, Again, you think about the 2022 signing class. I think Bryant can probably speak to this as well as anybody, but – in you know, for those that really, really followed the recruiting closely, there was a panic when when Lincoln left, and that really didn't wind up being the case. It wound up at least early. There's still pieces to to add here for Oklahoma in this signing class, but has wound up being a great class. And I think now with an Alamo Bowl win, you can uh, just keep that positive momentum going, and then uh, start the Brent Venables era off the the way that everybody wants to, which which would be uh, with a Bob Stoops win right before it, right. That's right. That's right. A lot of good energy, a lot of good vibes uh, surrounding the Oklahoma Sooners program right now. And guys, thank you so much for jumping on Locked On Sooners. Make sure you go follow Bryant on Twitter at that man Bryant. Follow Josh at Josh on Ref. Also listen to him on uh, 94.7 in Norman, no, in Oklahoma City, 1400 still in Norman on the Ref. You can hear him 9 to noon with Chris Plank uh, weekdays over there. Make sure you go read their work on the Sooners Wire as well. Thank you so much to those of you who have been reading and are subscribed to the show here on Locked On Sooners. Until tomorrow, where we will recap the Oklahoma Sooners' probable win over the Oregon Ducks. Uh, I'm John Williams for Josh Helmer and Bryant Cruz. I will catch you next time.